I think we're really lucky to have this really unique relationship with these other space exploration companies to be helping us do what we want to do, which is explore the final frontier. This is the Sciences Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Welcome to MarketScale Sciences. I'm your host, Sean Heath. You know, this planet is its pretty big, but we have managed to learn a few things about it in our 100,000 or so years walking around this little marble. We've learned an awful lot about how it will react to things that we do. For example, we've learned how pressure exists in basically every square inch of the planet in some form or another. My guest on the podcast today gets to deal with that pressure on a daily basis. It's kind of something he's an expert on, and I'm very excited to have a chance to have a conversation with Jacob Heller. He's the technical manager for Wells for Icon Science. Jacob, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I would say that... Pressure is probably something you live 24 hours a day. Would that be accurate? It is pretty much uh, pretty much how it is these days. So yeah, that's <laughs> it. Never really leaves your leaves your head. Now, a lot of people think pressure is a very broad term, but there are specific types and categories of pressure. Today, I would like you to walk me through the concept of poor pressure. As a geologist, this is something you're very familiar with. Can you explain pore pressure to me? Yes. Yeah, so, so basically and, and simply explained, uh, pore pressure or formation pore pressure uh, is defined as a pressure that is exerted by the formation fluids in, in a rock. And the, the pressure this fluid uh, exert on the walls of the rock pores. And generally speaking, uh, normal pore pressure or a normal pore pressure gradient is in the order of 0.45 psi per foot, could be slightly less or slightly higher. And when we talk about abnormal pressure or overpressure, then the pore pressure exceeds this normal uh, pressure gradient. And when we talk about under pressure, then the, the pore pressure is lower than this normal pressure gradient. The ability to calculate the pore pressure is obviously crucial to everything that you do. This isn't a force that you can manage, but it seems like it's a force that you can definitely navigate. It is certainly a force that we can, or at least uh, attempt to navigate. That's that's one of the key purposes of, of pore pressure prediction, is to be able to navigate the 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 pore pressure uh, once we we drill uh, wells uh, to explore for hydrocarbons. We are specifically talking about oil, gas exploration, production. I'm curious, because those production processes take place both on land and offshore, is, is the pressure the same in both locations and the main difference is the way you approach the pressure? Well, I mean... Essentially, essentially, it's the same or similar, but but there are uh, there are some differences. There, there are sort of several p- 
popular industry techniques for predicting pore pressure from logs or seismic velocities. And uh, these techniques were developed uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, so suitable, suitable for offshore young tertiary uh, rocks uh, and deposited. While uh, when we move onshore, uh, we have to modify and apply changes to these um, techniques as there's a lot of modification uh, happening, often happening in, in our rocks when we move onshore. So there will be various degrees of sedimentation and diagenetic modifications that mean that predicting the pore pressure onshore uh, unconventional shale plays are often not uh, not as simple uh, as it might be offshore. I know it's ridiculous, but I have to ask you because you would be the person who could give me the answer. Rocks are rocks. That's true. But are there young rocks and old rocks? Do, do you run into a situation where, oh, look, there's a teenage rock formation. Is that something that, <laughs> that ever occurs to you? <laughs> No, I mean obviously, you know, obviously we are dealing with geology here, so it's a it's a huge uh, time frame that people potentially normally wouldn't be able to grasp. But but as I sort of briefly mentioned before, the the sort of conventional pore pressure prediction techniques were sort of developed and suited or are suited best suited for relative young recently deposited rocks and uh, it, it becomes much more challenging when we start to to drill into to older heavily cemented potentially uplifted uh, rocks anyone who wants to work in this industry i'm going to say they really need to be very comfortable with working with history and mathematics because you deal in the present time with things that have happened historically in that given location and you have to do a ridiculous amount of calculations is that a true statement yeah i mean i'll say i'll say the key thing in order to be able to predict pore pressure and understand what is happening in terms of pore pressure and also the pore pressure we see uh, currently or recent uh, day is to understand the geology so you have to be a very good geologists because we need to try and understand how pore pressure has developed uh, throughout uh, the history of, of the geological basin we're working in. So in, in other words, if we don't understand the geological history of the basin, we will we will likely not be able to, to come up with uh, a good pore pressure model. As humans, we're kind of... Uh squishy. Yes. Is there a, a major concern or a danger that you deal with on a daily basis? Yes. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not exposed to this danger directly, but, but, but the work we, we do in many cases have some, some implications for, for people uh, drilling wells, obviously, because if, if we get our pore pressure prediction wrong, then, then there's, that might have some serious ramifications. Uh, you know, we can have huge blowouts if if 
if the poor price prediction we have provided or, or given to a client is is wrong and the the actual poor pressure is much higher than what we have estimated then a well might be drilled with a mud weight that's too low and if that's the case you can have dangerous influxes into the borehole and in worst case have you know, a serious disaster which of course is is dangerous for people working on the rig but also have can can have huge uh, environmental impacts. When we talk about pressure, we're talking about a constant force, but that consistency also brings with it a lot of uncertainty. Do you have a a favorite result that pressure causes, or is there something that pressure does that really intrigues you and fascinates you? Well, I mean, uh, one thing that is very uh, important uh, in terms of pressure and understanding pressure and how it has uh, developed through time in a geological basin is that it imposes a big control on the migration of hydrocarbons in, in sedimentary basins. So in order to understand uh, hydrocarbon migration, it's it's vital that we also understand the pore pressure distribution through the basin and how it has evolved through time. Does that mean that an oil or a natural gas reserve could have initially been formed at a different place than where we found it when we drilled for it? Yeah, that that is that is that is often the case, especially in you know when we're looking at conventional reservoirs. Is that hydrocarbons have migrated out of the source rock and and into the reservoir, uh, the sort of container rock uh, into the trap. That is crazy. Yeah, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it, well, then it's almost like you're playing hide and seek. I mean, do you ever work backwards from where the reservoir is and try and work back to where it started to gain information about what you might run into in the current reservoir, or is that really just an academic exercise? No, I mean that that that's part of the whole de-risking uh, operation companies do prior to drill a well. Now, I won't claim that poor pressure <laughs> is the only science that is applied in these cases. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that goes into the evaluation before before we drill um, uh, before we drill a prospect. So, but 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 poor pressure certainly has has an uh, an impact on on where hydrocarbons uh, may be find, found or not. Uh, I mean, very high overpressure in earlier times might have uh, breached a trap, for instance, so that what we might thought was a good prospect or trap for hydrocarbons is is no longer a good trap because this trap has been pre breached because of the pore pressure was was higher than what the seal could contain. What are some other things that you have to focus on in order to be successful in the industry? Well, I mean, as I said, one, one thing is um, one thing is uh, is understanding and knowing the the geology. I think another key aspect is that we should integrate as many other disciplines as possible when we when we do a poor prediction, and that is. That is increasingly important the more complicated the geology becomes and especially important when we move into onshore and can, on conventional uh, uh, place. Uh, it's, it's very important that we integrate, you know, the techniques we apply in poor prediction with, with QI or inversion techniques so that we can get a better end product. 
it sounds like this process is almost like a well-functioning kitchen. You have different teams that bring different expertise and you need to take a little bit from each field and each group in order to achieve the highest degree of success or the highest percentage uh, for success. That, that, is, uh, that is exactly what exactly what it is. I think that is a, is a very good analog. With, without the other sort of ingredients or stuff in the kitchen, the end product wouldn't be as good as if we were just, you know, just uh, using one, one, uh, one technique. There are probably not too many places on this planet you haven't at least seen. Do you have a favorite project that you have been a part of? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say there's, there's, there's many. I mean, you know, I've, I've probably been, been involved in maybe 150 projects uh, globally now. So, so there's, there's quite a few. But I mean, I'll, I'll say some, some of the sort of bigger experiences is to, is to when you are involved in wells that are drilled and have a very significant impact or importance to, to companies. Obviously, if the poor prediction we did for a well, if that meant that they could successfully drill the well and on top of that obviously could have uh, a big discovery and we we've done a done that a, a couple of times and a, a reason one was uh, was a big discovery uh, uh, offshore Sarawak which was the biggest discovery of this uh, particular company ever so that was that was very rewarding to have been part of that I think so you have been as we've established quite a few places when you go on holiday, are you able to actually relax and enjoy where you are? Or does your geologist, detective, investigative mind automatically start looking at rock formations and sand? And are you able to relax when you go on vacation? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll say yes and no. But uh, I mean, I, I, I think to me, to me, it is relaxing <laughs> to, to follow, you know, to go, uh, go a certain place and then you start looking at the rocks and then you say oh yeah well that's that's nice it looks interesting and these kind of things as as long as it's it's just remains uh, you know i'd say constrained then yeah it's it's not a problem so yeah i'm i am able to to sort of uh, decouple or, or relax but you know that that sort of background interest in geology will always be there I think you have been fortunate enough to find something that you are passionate about and that natural curiosity that you have allows you to enjoy that dedication or that that career. Congratulations. That's really a that's a that's a pretty big achievement actually. That's pretty rare. Yeah, I mean I I think I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy with that it it is that way uh, at the moment, as you say. You know, it. I think it's lucky or fortunate to be in a, you know, in a business where you can truly say that you know you're on a day-to-day basis, pretty much working with you know what you find is interesting. Today, I've had the pleasure of having a conversation with Jacob Heller, the technical manager for Wells for Icon Science. Jacob, thank you so much for taking the time today. This was incredibly fascinating, and I would love to have another conversation with you anytime at all. Thank you, Sean. Pleasure.